I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are going back to the hive in season five of The, the Connor and Smith Show. How are you? Great. We just watched the first two episodes of The Floor, Floor is, is Lava. Lava, which we love. It is silly, crazy fun. Um, today, tonight, whenever you listen to this, we are talking to Jenny Cartney. Yes, yeah, so we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Hi, Jenny. Hi. I'm I'm here with my co-host and husband, Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Hi, Maddie. And our producer, Ryan Dean Halbrook. Ms. Cardney. Ryan Dean. How are you this evening? I am good. We're having a lovely Florida thunderstorm right now. Where exactly in Florida are you calling us from? So technically it's called Windermere. It's part of Orlando. It's a suburb. Okay. I went to a camp when I was in a kid, a kid called Windermere. Huh. Yeah. It's not, I mean, I'm literally, I can see Magic Kingdom fireworks from my balcony. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're that close. Like, uh, how often is that? Every night. Every night. Every night. They'll do them. Well, of course it's raining right now. So they're probably, they usually do them at nine o'clock. It's a lot of gunpowder. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I uh, turned the teacups too fast one year, and my mom puked on the <laughs> the ride where you take a raft across to another island. Oh, jeez. Is that, you went to Disney World? Once. Once, really? How old were you? Uh, 17. Wow. I think I've <laughs> been twice. Never been. Huh. Yeah, I'm looking at your radar, Jen. You got a nice boomer cook in there. Yeah, we are in the lightning capital of the world, apparently. Really? The most lightning, like, hits there? That's what I was told once from somebody wow. who worked at the parks. Are you, so are you north or south of Orlando? From, like, downtown, um, I am just a little southwest. Okay. Like, half an hour from downtown. So you're in the orange on the radar. Um, this, no one will care about this. But Yo, why are we talking about the weather? <laughs> because it's me. Because it's Stephen. <laughs> How long have you been in uh, a, a resident of Florida? I moved down fall of 2014. Wow. Eight yeah. years. Eight, well, almost eight. Yeah. Although I haven't like been here the whole time, but yes. Yeah, because you've, you've kind of left to do gigs <laughs> here and there. Gigs back and forth and tours and... Cruise ships, yeah. Well, Jenny, take us back to little Jenny. What what was the, your impetus to kind of get into the arts, or was it was it uh, is it are, are you first of all you're from Maryland, right? Yes, originally. Uh, in Bowie. No, close. Uh, Laurel, Kathy Lee Gifford is from Bowie. Ah, that's why I got them confused. You yes, and Kathy but, Lee, but they're close. Yeah. Um and. Was it the movie Annie or was it something else? What what it, first got you into the, the theater world? The two movies that got me when I was like four years old was Annie and The Wizard of Oz. Those were my two that I watched every day and sang along with. Of course. Yeah. I think I knew that anyway. Yes, I think you did. 
Um, did you know that Wheel of Fortune is filmed on one of uh, where the Yellowbrook Road was? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. They said it the other night, didn't they, Matt? Wow. Yeah, we're old. We watch Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy every <laughs> night. Hey, if I still had live TV, I would. I always watch Wheel of Fortune when I have it, but I just have streaming now, so, you know, save money. Um, and, and what... What was, um, how, how did you find Shenandoah? Oh, I was thinking about this when you asked me earlier and I was like, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, I originally, for colleges, I had nine schools on my list. And then, and of course Shenandoah was one of them. I think it was because it was like close to home, but not too close, but it was part conservatory. And I think that's what drew me to it, I guess. Also, uh, cost of tuition wasn't as bad as some other schools that I was looking at, I think. Um, the funny thing that happened was I did a piano camp down at Florida State University going into my senior year of high school. And the theory teacher there, although I didn't know it at the time, was a music composition major from Shenandoah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't have, uh, Dr. Albert wasn't his professor, he had Dr. Averett. Of course. But smallest world ever when I found that out. Right. Yeah. So I guess like it wasn't internet. It was like a book of colleges or a flyer or a something. Yeah, I guess I didn't, that's I'm like, I'm trying to remember how we found it. But I like, I honestly, I'm like, I don't even remember. It just, I guess we were looking, yeah, books of schools and stuff. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Because I don't, I didn't know anybody that had gone there or anything. So it must, it couldn't have been from word of mouth. Did you guys also see it in a book? Or you, well, you're from the area, Matt. So you kind of already knew about it. What about you, Stephen? Did you see um, it in the book? Because I went to a Methodist university and my best friend was Jenna Reamer. Methodist high school. I'm sorry. I, I, speak, I can't talk. Because I went to a Methodist church, oh. um, Jenna Reamer, who was the, the preacher's kid uh, and was my bestie at the time, uh, she wanted to go look at that school for theater. And because she did, I went with her um, and we both fell in love with it. Um, so really it was Jenna that got me to SU. Yeah, it was just a book for me, but okay. Well, for me, <clears throat> the Winchester Hospital had a fundraiser every year, every year called the Hospital Follies. And they would put together, volunteers would come in and they would audition. And then there was somebody who would always put together a show, a huge variety show. And depending on your talent, you would be asked to do singing or acting or funny or not, whatever. And it was just a big event called the Hospital Follies. And somehow I got roped into it at a younger age and started doing it. And uh, it, they always performed at Shenandoah University. So before I even auditioned for Shenandoah, I felt like I already kind of like knew you know, you know, I've been backstage. Right. I knew it was a state backstage. Was. And I've been on stage and I performed at Armstrong. Why? Anyways. So it's funny, like looking at it because I felt like, oh, yeah, Shenandoah. Almost like I you know, knew what the program was when clearly I didn't. Right. And probably still don't. <laughs> so uh, when you went to Shenandoah, what did you do besides be my accompanist? <laughs> <laughs> so besides being everybody's accompanist everybody's um, accompanist. everybody's i started actually i started out as a music education major um i had auditioned there was a piano scholarship there were only two of us that got it and i got that so piano was my major and flute was my minor at that point 
And then I switched after the first semester because I was like, no, I don't want to teach. So I had gone to, I remember I went to Dr. Albert's office when Pippin was announced and asked him if I could audition to be a companist for the show for rehearsals and such. And he said, well, I already have somebody. He said, but you could play the show. He said, and I would need somebody to cover her when she has church gigs. So that's how I met him. And then, so when I was deciding to try and switch my major, I talked to him and I was like, I don't know what to switch to because accompanying was only really classical accompanying at that point. And I was like, well, that's not really what I want to do if I'm going to do this. And so he said, he said, well, music composition. And I said, well, funny enough, when I did the piano camp at Florida State, I started writing because we were shoved into our practice room for like four hours. And I was like, Ugh, I can only play classical so much before I get bored. So I, that's when I started writing. So I showed him a few of the things I did. He's like, yeah, he said, you could do this. And he said, and then you'd get like, you know, you'll get your orchestrating class. You'll get your arranging. And he said, you'll get conducting. So you'll get everything to do like music directing, basically. So that's what happened. And then by senior year, they weren't offering one of the classes I needed to graduate. And I was like, well, this is a problem since my scholarship's going to run out. So I, at that point, ended up switching my major to something that doesn't even exist anymore, which was Bachelor of Music with elective studies in another discipline. So my other friend Kate and I both took theater classes our senior year to get out of school. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So we took, so I took that year, I took costuming, uh, I took basic acting, I actually took it with the opera majors, full well knowing that I would be better than them. Yeah, which was hilarious. It was like six people in that class too. Um, what else did I take? Or something else. But yeah, so we took theater classes and had fun just to finish school. And you lived all over, didn't you? Didn't you live on campus and off campus? I, let's see, freshman year was racy. Yep. And then yeah, it was. Sophomore year was uh, Parker. Junior year, I lived off campus with Maggie. And then senior year, I came back on and lived in uh, Gore with Chandra. Wow. Chandra. Yeah. All Britain. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. Jenny, I, it's one of those things where I cannot pinpoint a single memory of when you and I met or started being friends. It just, it's, it's a blur. But, we, but I, I know, I know we met when uh, Jenna was moving in because Jenna was across the hall from me, I think, in Racy. Yeah. Or like next door. I mean, that's, I think that's when I met, I mean, it might not have been the day she moved in, but that's how I met you. Gotcha. That I remember at least. That's college is such a blur. <laughs> I know. know. Wasn't she all the way on, on the end of the hall and like to the left? <sighs> See, I, cause I was right at the, Stacy and I were right at the hall. Like once you came in the main door, we were like the first one when you came in on that left side. So mm. I thought Jenna was right across from me, but I don't honestly remember at this point. She was at the I think she was at the end. Was of the she hall down too. at the end? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I know that because then when you went to the uh, downstairs, like there was a stairwell yeah. to go down to the bottom floor. I was like literally right under. I was like the second one right from the her. end. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I remember thinking, well, this is like awesome. I can just like <laughs> pop up the stairs yeah. and and how many times I did, oh my God, take those stairs two at a time, um, which I don't do anymore. Uh, 
so yeah, it must have been in the racy kind of era and and all of that. Did you play for um the shows? I so I played for did I end up playing callbacks for Pippin? Uh, now I'm trying to remember. I may have played callbacks for Pippin, but I don't remember. Um, I know because Dr. Albert asked me if I wanted to play for musical theater ensemble. And that's, I remember the first day I came in and sight read, which was what, Grand Night for Singing. And then all the seniors talked to me after we were done and said, can you play my show? <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, you were quite uh, popular. Yes, uh, quite. in the accomp- accompaniment field. Um, yeah. You were much needed. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, who, who was Brian before Hellman. me? Was it Brian Hellman? Brian Hellman, yeah. Yeah, and Brian had left, so you guys didn't have anybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it's so, so like looking through fog trying to remember <laughs> all of this. Remember all the details. I know. I remember that you and I went to like tracks. And it was like an yes. epic. Yes, it was epic. You, me, and Chandra. I remember that. We also went to see Chicago. Correct. Where? At the National Theater. National. National. Saw the tour. Yeah, and the, the the tour that we saw that the um the mural is still backstage at the National. It is. Yeah, I saw it when I was there because we all the tourists paint a mural so. It's pretty cool that we get to like I saw because when I was there I saw the cats one because that's where I'd seen cats when I was four years old. Oh wow! Yeah, I was, I was like, that's amazing. It is. It's it's so cool to kind of see all that uh, history up there on the wall, um, especially like God, uh, sweet charity, I guess, because yes. Bob Fosse died right uh, out front. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Did we ever my... talk about Fosse Verdon? Did you watch it and love it? Yes, I did. I think I'm pretty sure we talked about it, but yes, I absolutely loved it. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, yeah. So, so, Jenny, what immediately happened at post-SU for you? <laughs> so, that summer, I was doing, I was finishing my last three credits at Montgomery College Summer Dinner Theater in Rockville, Maryland, and I famously broke my left ring finger tap dancing in Crazy for You. Uh. Yeah, that happened. Um and so I had surgery on that finger and a, the hand surgeon said I was gonna, never going to play piano again and long story. But anyway, uh, so that I was originally supposed to go to AMDA that fall, but that didn't happen because of my finger mess. So I ended up moving to New York anyway, and I sold, sold souvenirs for Chicago at that point. I had a friend who did it and he got me in, sold souvenirs for Chicago, and I tempted a law firm at that point. And then... I quit the law firm and then that next spring I started playing for somebody's voice lessons at NYU because I needed to rehabilitate my fingers. So I played for her, got back on an acoustic, which was great. Um, Still sold souvenirs for Chicago. And then that summer, 2001, I came back to Montgomery College. I did 42nd Street. And then I went back to New York in the fall. I did an internship at Roundabout Theater Company in development. And that was... uh, yeah, that was September 11th. My first day at Roundabout was actually that day. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I still remember that day, like every detail. Um, so then January of 2002 was when I left. I came back to Maryland. I interned in the box office at Olney. And I was doing Mystery of Edwin Drew to Montgomery College at the same time. And so then what happened is my music director for Montgomery College 
recommended me. He said, hey, we're looking for rehearsal pianists for the uh, Sondheim celebration at the Kennedy Center. He said, I'm going to throw your name in the ring. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get this. So I got a phone call one day and sure enough, she was like, she said, I'm going to go off Jay's recommendation for you to be a rehearsal pianist. And I said, do you need to hear me play or anything? She said, nope. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, sure. So this is 20 years ago now, which is crazy to think about. Um, so then I quit my box office internship, obviously. And so that was, I think May was when we started company rehearsals. So I was rehearsal pianist for company and rehearsal pianist for a little night music that summer, which was crazy, crazy fun. And we called it Camp Sondheim. It was amazing. Um, and I actually, I got bumped up to associate conductor for a little night music. That's a whole nother story. But you know, getting to work with all those amazing people that like we had listened to and Alice Ripley, Emily Skinner, um, John Barrowman, who I'd seen in putting it together. A Little Night Music was Barbara Brin, the original Jack's Mother and Into the Woods, and Randy Graff, who I adored as Fontaine and Les Mis. I mean, it was crazy to get to do that. And I was 23. I will never forget, oh, also the first day of company that I, I actually missed the first few days. I was still getting over mono at that point. Um, I walked into the rehearsal room and I got to meet Jonathan Tunick, who like, of course, was my idol at that point for orchestration. And then the whole cast slowly walks in and they sang the opening number and I'm sitting there in tears because I'm like, who at this age gets to do this? It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean- One of, one of the best summers. I mean, just, I can't even like, it, it still blows my mind it's 20 years ago, but I still remember it so well. Mm-hmm. I think as an audience member, just me going and seeing some of it and the way it was handled, it was probably one of the smartest like uh, celebrations of Sondheim or festival. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just, it just felt so epic. It was an event. That it was happening yes. with that many stars in it, the shows, mm -hmm. the Kennedy Center itself, seeing a show there feels like you're seeing, you know, you're at Lincoln Center. Yeah, I, that's what I told somebody when I went back and saw Town last October, I was telling, oh, Melvin, who used to work at Signature, I told him, I said, like, you have to understand, this was my Broadway growing up. We would go to the Kennedy Center to see the tours, and this was huge for us. So, you know, being able to have worked there was, I mean, for me, my first, I tell people, I'm like, yeah, my first professional gig, I mean, people don't get this. I mean, my first thing was the Kennedy Center. So, you know, it was, and I actually, that summer, the, my first time I played actually in the Opera House, I was subbing the national tour of Aida. So I was sitting in the pit and my parents were sitting up on the first row of the balcony and I could see them. And I was like, that's where I used to sit to watch Phantom. And it was just surreal to just even be there. Wow. So, yeah, very, very cool. And then the uh, we played, the Sondheim celebration was all in the Eisenhower Theater and this story of my grandmother coming to see a little night music and she was sitting next to, they were next to the presidential box and she leaned over to Senator, I think Rumsfeld is who it was. And she's like, that's my granddaughter in the pit. Uh, yeah, very funny. Is it true that the Candy Center was supposed to be the Eisenhower Center and the Little Theater was supposed to be the Candy Theater? Maybe. And then he got assassinated. And, and that's then he got why they changed it? They switched oh, it? Could it? Be. I don't know. That's possible. It, it's also, it's, yeah, I, I've heard that as well. Um, is, is playing the Sondheim celebration what um, led you into kind of signature theater world? 
because of, yes, because Jay Crowder was the one who had recommended me for the Sondheim celebration, he then said, hey, I'm doing Christmas Carol Rag this fall. I need somebody to cover me for when I have church, she did churches, uh, church gig on Thursday nights, I think. So, and it was solo piano for the show. He said, so I want you to do it. So that's what got me into signature. I already knew Karma. Karma Camp and I went back to Montgomery College the first summer I did back in 99 when I was in Bye Bye Birdie. She directed and choreographed Guys and Dolls, the other show. And Jay was the music director for that. That's the first time I actually played for him. So yeah, full circle, but yes. So getting to work with Karma. I met Eric on the closing night of the Sondheim celebration. Mm. When everybody was up on stage for that final bow, I ran up out of the pit because it was our show. And I met him that night. Um, and then you kind of, uh, you were with Signature for a while, right? Signature was home base, yeah, because I think I counted it one day between running follow spot playing shows and then I house managed Town. I said, I think it was like 25 shows I did total. Yeah. Something like that. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, including um, Nevermore. Correct. Which is currently called Never Again. <laughs> no, never say that. Well, that's another story. Never mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, 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 and again, you were in the room with Jonathan Tunick. Again, yes. And Matt Connor, except the room was much smaller. Oh, so much smaller. Um, and much more intimate. Um, yes. That was a, a magical moment um, where it felt like, you know, you and Matthew were, it was like team SU. Ryan was understudying. It was yes. a little bit of Jenny SU. Soto was understudying. Room. Yeah. Yeah. That was a magical show that, uh, don't you think, Matthew? I guess so. I mean, you know, looking back, I didn't know quite what I was doing because I wasn't really, I didn't go to school for, composing and of course I didn't know anything about business at all um Ryan and I had started sort of toying around with some of the poems originally I think the first poem was dreams wasn't it yeah and that was the last poem in the book in the vivid coloring of life and um you know just just the journey was insane of, of even when Eric called me and said we want to commission you to do this I didn't even know what they even meant yeah um but yeah, Jenny was a part of, right, you wrote out the entire score, didn't you? Yeah, the whole thing, for, which I probably had the cassette tape somewhere in a box, I'm sure. Yeah, and really became kind of the music arranger before Tunic orchestrated. Right. Even at the, t but at the time, I guess I didn't really quite even know what that even meant, but you were actually taking my bare bones and giving it more, um, structure than what I had done. Right. I remember like sitting in your basement and you were down there and I'd be like, be like, Hey Maddie, is this okay? <laughs> like, let's try this. Yeah. I remember Eric asking for a duet of silence yeah. and, um, uh, the poetic principle. And the poetic principle. Yeah. And you basically arranged that those two together without. Well, me he, yeah. He wanted silence to be different. He said it needs to be bigger. And actually he hadn't even meant, I don't think he'd mentioned the duet, but I sat there and I was like, wait a minute. Can we, I said, can we do this? I was like, can we put the two together at the same time? And you were like, I don't see why not. So then we tried it. And then, and of course I kept up being like, somebody will tell you, they're like, you love key changes. I was like, yes, I do. Oh, um, and then you went on. Cause I asked, 
because then I asked Jackie, I was like, Jackie, I was like, what's your top? <laughs> I was like, how high do you feel comfortable going? So she was like, let's do this. And I was like, okay. So that's why I bumped that last key up as high as I did. And then you went on. So I was like, that came to bite me in the you know what later when I had to go on and do it. In 2018. Did 2018. Did video? Yes, you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, now that Nevermore's dead, I wish I had just filmed the whole thing. Yeah. Um, anyways, well, um, and then, then Jenny, you have worked on a few other of our new stuff or was it only Kaleidoscope? Kaleidoscope I did. I did the first reading of, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yes, ah, that's right. That's right. And I played, I was the, yes. I was like second keys. You played second <laughs> keys. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I still, I still think Night of the Living Dead's a cool show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny, you said you lived in New York. When, uh, where did you live in New York? What, so rural? I, I was in Manhattan. Oh, you were. I was, I was actually in the city then. Yeah, for that whole year. But I bounced around between three different places in that year and a half. That was two thousand. That was two thousand to two thousand. So like fall of two thousand to January of two thousand two was when I left. Did we ever run into each other? I feel like we must have at I some point. I feel like we did. Or did it sounds we like no, I don't remember. <laughs> so I barely remember that time. Did we I ran into so many people. Did we hang out at O'Flaherty's at all, baby? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, probably. Because yep, yep. Rick Wesley was still bartending. He was still bartending, that's right. Yep. I, I mean, you think New York is such a huge city, but I mean, I only lived there for a short period of time, but then I ran into everyone. Everybody. Uh, oh, yeah, you always do. Even when I go up and visit, I still run into people. It just, it happens. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a city of what? Eight million? It's a city of strangers. Some <laughs> come is. to work, some come to drink. <laughs> some go to work after they've drank. Did after you enjoy your time there? Uh you know, and I I told somebody I said that city, like I love to visit it and I still do, because even like when I was in waitress rehearsals, I was there for like two what two do we do almost three weeks, I think? We did either three or three and a half. And I remember at that point I was like ready to leave it again. It just kind of wears on me for some reason. I do love to go visit it, but it's just, I don't know. There's something about it that like living there, I was like, oh no. I told somebody, I said, if I was ever going to live there again, I'd have to be in a relationship. Because when you're single, it's completely different. You know, that's how it is for me with Thanksgiving. Like, it's a great idea to go and visit, but after a while, I just want to leave. (laughs) Yeah. I've had enough turkey. I've had enough. (laughs) I've had enough of the turkey. Um, did you, you toured, didn't you, or? I did, so I toured. She's also five. toured on a boat. I was also on a cruise ship, but that's a whole other story. But yes, tour, uh, I did the national tour of Waitress the Musical back in fall of 2017 to June of 2018. And you, I mean, that's all over the States, right? All over the States. I played, I think I did at least 23 cities, I think. Something like that. Crazy. Like, um, pretty much we were one a week, one city a week. Were, were you able to, like, see any of those see cities? Them? I couldn't as much as most people did because I was in understudy rehearsals quite a bit. So, I mean, I usually had one day where I could go walk around. Um, some cities I had more time because we weren't in rehearsals as much. But, like, I made sure in Dallas I had one day to go sightsee. So I went down to where JFK was shot and saw all that and but yeah, usually I only had a day. I heard JFK Jr. was going to come back in that area. 
<laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that. <laughs> is there one theater in the country when you're touring that you get there and you've maybe even heard about it or whatever? You're like, oh my God, we are playing at the blah, blah, blah. I, I'm trying to think if I did, but not, I had never really heard of most of this, the ones we were going to, but that was my favorite thing every Tuesday night when we'd get there for band sound check and I'd get to see the theater from the inside. So I always took a picture of it, but like that every week was beautiful. Um, some of them more than others. Um, I'm trying to think, cause I never got to, I didn't get to Chicago, I didn't get to LA. So I mean, I loved one of my favorites. I had a few favorites. The one in Buffalo, the Shea is beautiful. Um, both of the theaters in Ohio where we started out, um, we were in Cleveland and that one was, the Connor Palace was beautiful. Um, also, I loved sorry, the, the saying. The Connor Palace? Palace? Like, it is the Connor Palace, but wow. it's spelled, I think that one is C-O-N-N-O-R. That's what you named this place too, right? O-R's Catholic, <laughs> E-R's Protestant. E-R's Protestant. Um, um, I also, the theater in New Orleans, I also really loved. The Sanger Theater was beautiful. Did you play any of the Fox Theaters? I didn't get to the Fox Theaters. Um, they did after I had left. I got to play some of the Orpheums, though, which was fun. Gotcha. Yeah. Wait, what's the difference? Um, there's a Fox Theater, what, in Atlanta and I think St. Louis. Louis? Yes, yeah. right. I know oh, they played both of those. So it's like the Schubert's owning, like, different theaters? Right, the like the Nederlanders, yes. But it's the Foxes. So there's the Orpheum Theaters. That's the one that's mentioned in Gypsy, the Orpheum Circuit. Because so, most of these theaters are honestly older than all of regional theaters that have been built yeah. since then, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's the reason the National and, and it, is the Warner that old? I imagine. I think so. Yeah. Who's the Warner named for? Um, Ted. Warner. Ted Warner. <laughs> Ted or Jack Warner? Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Sorry, just wondered. One of the Warner Brothers. No, no, no. I think it's. Uh, I think it's named for the Warner Brother. Yeah, just, just the one. Well, before the second one came. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and then did, uh, was it before or after that you did the cruise ship? Cruise ship was before the tour. It was the year before. Um, that was, was that like Caribbean. I did a Norwegian cruise line, and we were in pretty much. We sailed out of New York every Sunday, and then we were in Bermuda Wednesday and Thursday nights. Damn. And then sailed back on Friday and Saturday back to New York. We've had a lot of guests on who have done boats. Um, and there's a, a plethora of opinions. You you loved it? Um, not so much. <laughs> I no. never well, I mean, I had never been on one to begin with, which that was crazy for me to just be like, oh sure, I'll go work on a cruise ship. Um you live in a, I mean, I as a musician was in a very, very tiny cabin, probably about not much bigger than my bathroom. Um, and, you know, smaller than a twin size bed. And I had a shared bathroom, which my lovely sweet mate was constantly locking me out of. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I joked that it was like a combination of college and prison. Oh. Because we had a crew bar, so you drank a lot to forget if you were on the ship, but that you couldn't leave the ship when you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, we were lucky because when we got to Bermuda, we could get off the ship because we were entertainment. So, I mean, we at least could get off for two days. We still had shows that night, so we had to go back. But So we did get to escape it. But man, the days when you really want to get off, like my day off was an at-sea day, so you really can't escape. Yeah. Was so. the song Kokomo really popular? Like Bermuda, <laughs> Bahama. 
Come I don't on. think we ever played it. Our Bermuda's like kind of not spokesperson. What do they want to call it? We had a uh, pit bull was our. They always played pit bull music on our ship, which was funny. Oh wow! We had a game called pit bull bingo. Or <laughs> if we ever heard it, we had to do something. So yeah, we had a big joke about it. I don't think I I would be able to name a Pitbull song if if it if it attacked you'd, me. You'd recognize it. You'd probably recognize Fireball. I think is his most popular one. You'd probably know it if you heard it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the kids are listening <laughs> to these days. Well, I don't um, even know. If they, I was like, are they even listening to him anymore? They're listening to that girl who plays the flute. Oh, Lizzo. <laughs> Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that, she's bringing the flute back. Yep. Was it ever? Like gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the flute and popular music has been around uh, in a while. Well, it did help chase out the mice from Ireland or the snakes. Is that true? I think so. Uh, that's not true. The Pied Piper played the flute. I know there's a lot of flute in, not a lot, but there was some flute in Indigo Girls stuff because you played oh, that's right. flute for me and um, Alicia. Yeah. There's a flute in American Pie. There is a <laughs> good one, Ryan. Um, Jenny, I have to tell you, the last time you were here was for uh, Nevermore. No, the last well, the last time I was there from was for Matt's birthday. But but like but here, here that, like but like there there yes, staying here and everything. And oh my gosh, that birthday party was like literally right just before a few COVID, before everything Correct. went cuckoo. Yep, went dark. Um. That's right. That was like one of the last big things. Yeah. Um, anyway, what I was getting at was uh, you left your Wii here. Oh, yeah. A Wii U. I think. It's a Wii U. It's the Wii U. Yeah. We um, it has gotten me and Ryan through this pandemic. Um, <laughs> the only thing we can play is Mario Kart, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Why? Well, we can't really do anything because it's I can race as Jenny still. Yeah. So like it's under Jenny's name. Yeah. So it's like the only thing we can play. How do you feel about that, Jenny? Wait, I left. My, no, I couldn't have left my Wii U there because I have my Wii U for the pandemic because we played uh, Beatles Rock Band. So it must not be mine. No, it's yours. You're signed. Is in. it? Yeah. I'm signed in on it? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. JC, I race you all the time in Ghost. <laughs> We, we we can talk about this offline. Oh, of course. Sorry, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, definitely has gotten me and Ryan through this uh, as we try to destroy each other um, with with red shells. Um, oh man, I, I I've had some really good races where I've gotten to throw bananas out in front and I've just demolished <laughs> him. It's been great. It's been good times. Very good times. Um, so, what's life currently like in Florida with like kind of insanity? insanity that is florida during the pandemic and where you i was like honestly you wouldn't even know there was a pandemic at this point pretty much i mean you occasionally see people wearing masks but that's about it it's got to so, be kind of nerve-wracking i mean and i'll be it's like so yes i had covid like a few weeks ago and i was like and here's what happened so i was still wearing my mask in like three of the stores that i worked in because my parents had come down end of February and they walked into one of my stores and the doors were open. They were like, you should be okay in here because it, they're circulating. Not so much because I was stopped wearing my mask in that one store and that must have been how I got COVID. 
So I guess with the amount of people that come through, <laughs> it's probably not my best idea to not wear it. But so, I mean, thankfully my case was very mild, but yeah, I mean, Disney's back to normal levels. I mean, it's, you wouldn't know. Everybody and their mother has been on vacation down here. I told somebody, I said, usually like the parks, like Christmas were crazy. And then it usually slows down a little bit in January. And I said, we have not slowed down since Christmas. It's been that packed. So I'm actually not working in the parks currently. I am now, I transferred out. I got full-time at one of the resorts, which I love. So it's a lot less people, which is very nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's right. It's beautiful. It's right by a lake and it's, it's called the boardwalk. It's based off of Atlantic City and Coney Island back in like the early 1900s. Oh my God, that's amazing. It's stunning. Yeah, it's absolutely oh. beautiful. It's like walking back in time, right? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of like Boardwalk Empire, kind of? <laughs> yes. Like... Yep, exactly. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Disney in Florida? Or is that a whole nother podcast? That's probably a whole nother podcast. Are we talking about the whole Reedy Creek thing? This whole with the governor? That's a whole nother, oh Lord. Yeah, what's it called? Know. Reedy Creek? So Reedy Creek is, um, Disney has its own, we have a police and fire department, like it's this whole thing. So like when we call 911, like if we have a guest that has a problem, we have to call 911, we, we specifically have to ask for Reedy Creek because if we just call regular 911, Orange County's not gonna get there fast enough. So you basically are living in Vatican City. Basically, it's its own, like we joke about the Disney bubble, but it's true. It has its own transportation system. I mean, it's a whole, Disney World is its whole city. That's, yeah, it's like Buena Vista area, but yeah, Reedy Creek is the whole thing that's Have you been to Star about. Wars? Oh, yes. We actually got to go when it was past previews back in, what, 2019? It's, I mean, for any Star Wars fan, it's incredible. It's literally like we have a ride where you get to pilot the Millennium Falcon. It didn't, I think R. Scott worked on that. R. Scott worked on the other one, which is called Rise of the Resistance, which oh, okay. honestly, it's like I told somebody, I said, if you want to get as close as you can to being in a Star Wars movie, that is it. Really? It's, it's, I like, I was in tears when I got out of that ride the first time. It's so good. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's spectacular. People can go build their lightsabers for you know $220 a pop but like I have a droid that I built I mean it's you can drink blue milk there's Oga's Cantina which when you walk in I mean it almost looks just like the most Eisley Cantina it's yeah it's pretty incredible that's it's, so cool it's free right it's included in it's in Hollywood Studios <laughs> it's like nothing nothing is free at Disney what are you I talking know, about I know I was just joking I was it's just you know <laughs> wishful thinking but I mean, it's part, you know, it's part of the park that you go to. So it's, it's gotta be weird, kind of not weird, weird's the wrong word that denotes something negative, surreal, like working in that kind of environment where everything is like the land of make-believe, you know? It is. And that's, what's kind of, kind of also amazing about it is that you're in a bubble and you can literally if you want forget everything else that's going on in the real world <laughs> to a point so for somebody like me who you know battles depression disney's like the best place to be because it's happy and i mean it's just yeah you can literally escape reality to a, to an extent you can well wow. it's it's magic it's we joke about like the thing is is that we make the magic and 
the whole 50th celebration is about the cast members that we are the magic. That's why people keep coming back. So, okay, first time, never been to Disney World. I want to go, like, do you have to buy, like, tickets for each of the different things, or? You have to buy tickets for, by the day. So if you, so say if you come, you can buy a one day, what we call a park popper ticket. You could buy, you can either buy a, what do they call it? The magic your way. They've changed everything. Lord knows what it is now. You could buy a one day, like for you, for your first time, I would say do one park per day because there's so much to do and the lines can get really long. So I would, yeah, if I were you, I'd buy one ticket per day or, you know, talk to your friend who works at the park and come on my days off and I can get you in. Oh, and you yeah, don't have to, yeah. and you don't have to pay, but I have to go with you. That's the only deal. Nice. But nice. If you wanted to go, I could save you quite a bit of money. Um, <laughs> You know, it's uh, just like for me, it's like overwhelming to like because I want to see so much of it. Like, right. did they I, like even when I was a kid, I always wanted to go. We wound up going to Disneyland, so like right. I got a little bit, but we didn't get Disney World. Right. But there was no Swiss Family Robinson. Did they demolish that already? Disney World still, um, no, we still, I think we still have it. I'm pretty sure I haven't done it in so long, but I'm like, no, I think ours is still there. It's in so our. Magic Kingdom is basically what Disneyland is. It's that layout. It's the, the central hub, which most theme parks, funny enough, are actually kind of designed off of. Like when you go to like King's Dominion, how it has the Eiffel Tower in the center, and then you go off to the different areas. It's all designed because of what Walt did. Right, like so, Six Flags. Six Flags, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so you've got, you know, you come into that central hub, you can go to Tomorrowland, you can go to Adventureland, you can go to Frontierland, you can go to Fantasyland. So it's that layout. So yeah, so Disney, our Magic Kingdom is what Disneyland is. And then there's Epcot Center. And, and there's Epcot Center where you, you can, as everybody, as you know, Nancy Hollenbach would say, drink around the world. It's <laughs> a whole thing. It's like, you need to bring Nancy down when you come. She knows how to do it. Um, and then there is uh, Hollywood Studios, which is used to be called MGM Studios, but the name changed. But that's where Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is. And oh. then, yeah, that's where I used to work. Is and Avatar then, there? No, Avatar is at Animal Kingdom. Weird. Yeah, Pandora's in there. The Navi are not animals. Yes, correct. <laughs> There's two, there are two rides for Pandora. There's Navi River Journey, which is beautiful. And then there is Flight of Passage, where with like kind of virtual reality, you feel like you're flying on a banshee. It's amazing. Really? Yes, it's, oh. it's pretty spectacular. You so feel you like you're flying in a brown sheep? No, it's a banshee. It's this a banshee. Like, if you watch the movie, it's like this kind of like dragon-like creature. Yeah, smallish dragon. Yeah. Wait, yeah. is that what they were trying to bury in um, one of the episodes of The Mandalorian? No. 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 That's a different, That's a different uh, world. Jenny did buy me a porg. I did buy you a porg. And it, he, they, it, him sits on my piano. <laughs> And help so me teach piano. Have you have you ever been a piano teacher, Jenny? I taught. So I did. Um, I taught a little bit in high school. I had two students, but of course I was too young to teach then. I taught one girl um, a few years ago, but she was eight. She ended up, and it was right before the pandemic hit, so she ended up quitting because her parents owned a restaurant. So they were. I mean, they were paying me forty dollars an hour to do piano and voice. So she ended up stopped taking, but. Yeah, I did. I tried. It's just not, uh, I, 
music directing is different than like trying to teach somebody piano specifically. It's such a different, like it, that takes so much patience that I just don't have. <laughs> I wish I did. Right. What kind of things got you through the pandemic when you were like, using um, the piano? Did you do some uh, recording of things for people who needed tracks? I did some, I, um, my one friend was doing <laughs> bathtub theater songs. So I played, uh, Todd was singing in his bathtub. So I recorded tracks for him. Um, I feel like I, I recorded, I remember at one point just playing classical stuff and posting it online so people could de-stress. Cause I was like, if you need to <laughs> do that. Um, yeah, we played a lot of my roommate at the time. We played a lot of Mario Kart. Um, cause I have the, the Nintendo switch. So we played a lot of that. We did a lot of puzzles, watched a lot of TV and movies. I always went for a walk every day for like an hour walk, put on my headphones and just walk around my neighborhood. That helped. What are some of the things that stick out? To you? Um, did you watch the most recent uh, Pixar, Turning Red? Yes, I did see Turning Red. It's not in my like top favorites. It's okay. I put yeah. it with, I, I put it with, um, reminded me of a lot of Brave because it's the mother-daughter relationship. Right, right. Well, I had like a time with it. I, yeah, I did too. I loved um, the one that was, what, two years ago? Soul. That Soul. was the one that, oh my gosh, that was the one that got me the most. You guys watched that, didn't you? No. Oh, you haven't watched it? I told them about oh, it. Oh, you have to watch it. Soul. God, when they, I don't want to give anything away. I know. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's a beautiful film. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we always ask about, because um, I'm mindful of your time. I don't want Peanut to be oh, in a crate yeah. all night. You're fine. Um, what, what are some things you would recommend streaming uh, that you have watched? Oh, recently? Yeah. Well, I was going to ask Maddie. I was like, where are you all with Outlander? Because that is my favorite, of course. Well, I've moved ahead from <clears throat> Stephen alone. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm still in season three, and she just left... Um, present day word, word, uh -huh. and went back to um, Scotland. So I was like, that's my favorite episode of the entire show is that one where she goes back. That's actually my favorite of the books and that's my favorite of the, that's my favorite season as well. The, the Christmas episode where she uh, gives gifts. Oh wait, have you gotten, no, not that one. Have you, you haven't gotten to the next episode yet. No, I, they just had Christmas. That. Her daughter gave her a, a necklace uh -huh. and she had this beautiful thing about puddles and being scared of puddles. Yes. Okay, so you're at it. Oh, so it's the next episode. It's the one called A Malcolm. That's the one we call the print shop scene. And that is my favorite episode of the entire series. There's something about the writing and the periods and everything. I mean, I don't really get too involved into like, you know, time um, traveling and stuff, but it's really romantically beautifully done. I mean, I really yes. like it. It is, and I'm currently reading the ninth book. She just released that last November and she's working on the 10th book. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's that love story that keeps it going and it's, but it's all the characters also. And it's just, uh, it's, and I think they're doing a really good job with the series. The books are slightly different, but I still think they're doing a really great job with it. Yeah, and I like the lead girl, the lead guy a lot. Yes. Other than that, currently I'm watching on Netflix, I found, and it's a few years old, I think, The Circle, which hmm. is like, The Circle is kind of, um, it's like a Survivor with social media. It's really, it's, you is can that, get hooked. That's not the one where they're like, 
in rooms? Yes, they're all in individual apartments and then they can only converse through the circle app, like the app. They do chats and they do like, they have to set up their profile when they move in. Some of them are, <clears throat> some of them are catfishes. So it's a whole game. And then the winner, whoever wins, wins a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, wow. You should watch it. It's, it's pretty fun. So I watched, um, currently watching that. I recently finished, I binged um, another series on Netflix, which if you haven't watched it, if you need a good laugh, watch Nailed It. Nailed It, yes, I love Nailed so It. So good. Um, <laughs> Nailed It, I watched uh, Virgin River. Also, I love, I think that's fourth season is coming back soon-ish. Trying to think what else. Um, on Hulu, uh, Only Murders in the Building is really good. That's Martin Short. Yeah, and yeah, and Steve yes, Martin. Steve Martin. Selena Gomez. Yes, and Selena Gomez. That's really good. I also like watch my ABC shows. So I'm still watching after how many seasons? Grey's Anatomy is still going. 18? I think, yeah, and I think it's going to be 19 this coming fall. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I stopped watching ago. about <laughs> two seasons ago, I think. It's not what it used to be, but it's the COVID. If Honestly, the season they actually did COVID. In I, the, that's when I stopped watching. Ooh, that season was hard to watch, but it was really well done. Yeah, when, when she was like in Dreamland, I yes, stopped watching it. With, with all the beach reunions. Yeah. See, Jenny, you could create a show called The Circle of Fifths. <laughs> and everybody gets a letter. There's 12 people because there's 12 notes. And everyone gets a, a note, 12 people. And then they have to figure out how they fit into each other's chords. And if you're in the wrong room and you're you're in not in a, the correct chord, like you know the floor falls through or something. <laughs> oh my god! And you have to find your own. This is brutal. <laughs> you have to find your own resolution. Wow. Oh, and I'd be like, I, like, like Ryan can't tell me he's an A flat, <laughs> and Steve can't tell me he's an F sharp. <clears throat> it was just a, just a thought. Wow. Wow. Well, we'd have to do the tagline though. We'd have to do the Karen Keating tagline. You just gotta know it. You just gotta know it. And see, <laughs> if you create a chord under like however many weeks of finding your group, you win. But if you make it a seventh or a ninth, there's extra money. Huh. I like it. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, like most things, I'm, gonna, I, I'm just gonna give you the bare bones and you have to figure out the duet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jenny, we love you very much. Um, please, we've we've got each other's numbers. Uh, yes. I'll, I'll text you a picture of this machine so you can say, "Oh, that's what I you're talking about." Are you Are you planning right now to make Florida your forever home? You know, I think, and like my parents came down and they're like, "I wouldn't want to leave here either with the weather." I was like, "Yeah, I mean, we get used to the summers because they get really hot, but like the lack of snow is fantastic." Oh, so, sure. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like I think this is, you know, and I've talked about like other, like there's the pipe dreams of like LA or like Nashville and like pursuing like my actual, like <laughs> the dreams of like what I used to have, but I'm like, you know, there's reality. And I'm like, and I love working at Disney so much. And I'm like, I could retire here and work for the company. And, you know, you just got to think about life at some point. And that's, I mean, that's what happened. That's why I kind of got out of the business because I was like, I'm now, I'm, you know, I've been single for six years and I'm like, I have to take care of myself. I've got to, you know, I have to have steady income and I'm not making as much as I used to doing Disney, but you know, it's, it's a job and it's steady and it keeps, I mean, we actually, even when I had COVID, they gave us pay for what we missed. So it's a good company that'll actually like take care of you when you need to. 
Wow. And that's the hard thing about gigging, as you know. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. You, you con you're constantly starting and then restarting and then stopping and then restarting. Yeah. Trying to, to make the pieces all fit together. Even if you get a really good gig, it's over and you got to go back to something. Yeah, I mean, everybody was like, come back to D.C. And I'm like, you all realize that like I'd have a really good year, like a solid year, of, like six shows. And then the next season I'd have one and then I have to get two part time jobs. So and I mean, I was either married or I was dating somebody then, you know, who financially supported me. So like it could work, but it was stressful doing the gig life. I mean, just trying to get your next show. It's just lining everything up and then having stuff fall through, which I had to happen so many times. So it was just, you know, even the tour with that too. So it was, yeah, it's just not, you know, I did it for a long time. I got to work with amazing people between, you know, like working with Cheetah, John Kander. And I mean, the people that I worked with, I like pinched myself. I mean, you guys saw, I got to play for Audra. Come on. I, you know, I got to work with amazing people in my time doing it. So I'm grateful for what I got to do. But at this point, like I got to, you got to make life work at some point and just be like, it was a great run. And I, you know, I'm grateful that I did it. And I love my theater family so much who I got to work with. And I love everybody up there. And I miss everybody terribly. So, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I got to take care of me. Yeah. You got to be your own advocate. And everybody, and you know, that's the thing. I can come back and visit, which I do. That's right. I haven't been, I was like, I had not left Florida since I came back for your birthday, which was two years ago. So I'm like, I'm due for a trip. Yeah. So who knows? I might, I mean, yeah, I'll see what, and of course, now that I'm working in a new location, it's going to be harder. Like, I'm not going to be able to get the holidays off this year. So I'll see what I can put in for a vacation and see what I can get and see where I want to go. And so, yeah. Well, Jenny, we love you very much. It's we a, love you very much. It's a small world <laughs> after all. Oh, yes. And uh, we will chat with you soon. I'll, I'll text you some a picture of this, this machine here. and We can figure out the mystery. Yeah. Good talking to you, Jenny. You too. If I, hey, I'm, if I have any more thoughts about the Circle of Fifths, I'm going to call you. <laughs> okay. All right. Good night, Jen. All right. Good night. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for chatting with us, Jen. It was great to hear your voice and catch up again. Um, we loved, I, I'm glad that the storms weren't too bad, but I think you might have a hurricane or something heading towards you, so. Right now? Yeah, I think that's just kind of Florida living though, right? We are we are now, right now in the beginning of June. Yeah, just, just for context sake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we love you, Jen, and hope- We love you, Jen. We had, well, we could talk about so much yeah. more. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah, Jenny has stayed with us, and we have done so many different things together and different trips and different shows and so many evenings together with so many different uh, events. And and we love you so much, so uh, thank you again. If you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can find us on social media on Facebook instagram and tiktok on connor and smith again with an er please rate review subscribe to this podcast really helps us out a lot share it where you share things post it where you post things um join the discord discussion uh you can join it through the link in the description uh i put photos up there that 
I will not put on social media. Um, also, uh, you can join, add songs to our Spotify playlist. It is a late 90s mix from when uh, lots of these folks that we're talking to went to school at Shenandoah. Uh, anyone can add a song, and thank you for those who have been. It's been a lot of fun. This wraps another week of Season 5, going back to the hive. And thank you all for listening. We appreciate it so much. We'll be back next week. And bye until then. Bye.